Alright, alright, we're here for the first time. Um, my name is Ro. Uh, I have my co-star here, Andrew. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm good. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, we haven't come up with a name for the podcast quite yet, um, and this is actually the first episode, so not only is it new for you, but it's also new for us. Um, the goal here is for us to, uh, every week or however, when we do the episodes, to present songs to you guys, uh, and then we're going to listen, kind of tell you guys what our thoughts are on not only, like, you know, the lyrics and uh, the video behind it, but uh, maybe even following the storyline. Um, Andrew, do you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Like, what's your background? Um, why are you interested in music? Um, well, I mean, I grew up in a musical family, so I had lots of aunts and uncles that were active musicians in the local music scene and bars and, and venues and whatnot. Uh, my dad mainly um, played guitar, so I was always hearing him practice and practice for church on Sundays and then just play at family parties along with his uh, brothers and sisters slash my aunts and uncles, so yeah. I did not know that. Some of that I did not know. Me and Andrew are pretty good friends, um, but I didn't know that his dad played guitar. Do yeah. you play guitar? Do I play guitar? No. Uh, I might okay. start learning piano this year, but okay. I don't play an instrument currently. So. Cool, cool. Um, for some of you guys uh, who don't know, uh, Andrew uh, is, uh, hopefully he doesn't get mad at me, but he's a super humble guy, but probably uh, one of the best voices I've ever heard. Um, so when uh, he is uh, listening to these songs i hope that he brings in uh maybe some insight on like you know the pitches people are hitting or if the notes were like super impressive um definitely would be able to look at things from more of a musical standpoint which i, I would appreciate um a little bit about me so my name is ro um i am uh probably not as fluent in the musical industry as andrew is um, my background is more more from a story perspective uh i'm my own uh indie i am a indie comic book creator um a storyteller uh a novelist so when i'm when i'm looking at these like uh songs i'll probably be providing more of like the conceptual story point side um, I love listening to songs and like analyzing like, well, what's actually going on there? Um, what's the experience? What's the story? What's the background? So uh, that part I'm like super interested in. Um, yeah. yeah. Are you ready to do this? Ready. All right. So the format for you guys is we're going to listen to uh, the music and the music video or the music and the lyrics. And then afterwards, we're going to kind of discuss uh, we hope that you can follow in on this. I think for copyright reasons, you probably won't be able to see the music video uh, while we're seeing it. Um, so I encourage you to pause the video and then go and watch this, uh, watch the music video. Or, or this is just, you know, a thought. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can't watch anyway. So you probably mm. just have to listen. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead? So my, uh, my first pick is going to be... Let's see, I made a list here. Uh, it's over to your right. Um, Alright, so my first one is going to be In the End by Linkin Park. One thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to remind myself how I tried so hard. In spite of the way you were mocking me, acting like I was part of your property. Remembering all the times you fought with me, I'm surprised it got so. Things aren't the way they were before. You wouldn't 
Oh, that's a good word, transfixed. <laughs> um, so first, can we talk about, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what did you, how did you feel about, like, the video that went along with this? I think that's the first time I've seen the video. I know I've heard that song, like, at different times in the past, but, wow, that video is, that's quite the video, like, the statue, like, the sculpted, like, the sculpted Egyptian, there's a word for those, I forget. It's I like think of like holographic, but I don't think that's it. It's like Anubis or something. Okay. Like okay. a weird, like dog-like statue. I don't know how I know that, but sure, sure. <laughs> I think you're right, though. <laughs> I feel like for me, um, as I was watching this, I was like, because I remember uh, this this video. Uh, it wouldn't have been when it first came out, but it would have been like when we were a lot younger. Um, and I thought that this was like all the spaz. Like, bro, this is so cool. <laughs> but now, because of all of like the advancements and like technology, mm -hmm. like you're looking at like the vines grow out of the ground, and you're like, that's not realistic at all. <laughs> um, so it, it is always interesting to see how things age. But the word transfixed is like a very good word because you're looking at this, and there are moments like when there it starts to rain, and they're like you know doing that like banging their heads and you're just like well this is very emotional mm -hmm. um the one thing that like as i've gotten older like when i was a kid i thought this was super cool now i'm kind of looking at the video and i'm like i'm not sure what does this have to do with the lyrics of the song like <laughs> they're in egypt uh, mm -hmm. i think they're like best friends but i'm not sure what's happening in the background uh, i mean there are vines growing things falling seems like they try to like combine different like what's the word like like you know, there's like different scriptures in the bible that talk about like like with like the wisdom and how like things seem like they are the most important thing in the world but in the end like it's all just folly it doesn't matter something and solomon talked about that so like that their lyrics started to remind me of that like that false got so far and fell so hard in the end it didn't even matter it's like big picture sort of longitudinal views of life or existence and what things really mean. It's just felt like very abstract concepts of that they were tying into the music video. Got it. So like all these like big like sculptures falling mm -hmm. and things growing and then like uh, deceasing. Yes. That's really yeah. good. I like that. I like mm -hmm. that. Speaking of the lyrics, so for me, um, I remember I made like a video essay uh, a while back on this song and I was just so like uh, immersed with like uh, the lyrics. Um, so. It could be looked at from multiple different point mm -hmm. of views. So it could be two best friends or two like people who are really close mm -hmm. who are talking about the division between each other mm -hmm. um, and how time seems to kind of be that great divider. Um, or it could be talking, um, there are like interesting like uh, similes in, in the lyrics. So, like there was one point where like the rapper is talking about... Um, uh, one thing, I don't know why, it doesn't really matter how hard you try, keep that in mind, the design is mine, and explain in due time all I know. So I'm thinking like, what if he's, this was in the video essay, like another point of view of like, what if he's not even talking to the singer, but he's talking to like a younger version of himself well, okay. or just someone else. Like he's talking about like all this experience and like he literally says like in the, the lyrics, like once someone told me this stuff. 
and like I didn't like really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Now I'm telling you. So it's like all these different point of views of like yeah, it could be just talking about time dividing people in relationships, which we all experience as we get older. Like mm-hmm. your friends in high school aren't necessarily the closest people, you know, once you graduate mm-hmm. college. So it could be something like that, or it could be like you looking back at a younger version of yourself and saying, "Man, if I only knew." But even beyond that, like there could be a mentor in your life talking to you right now, saying, "Hey, cherish these moments," and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> old soul you yeah. yeah no I get that definitely pers- different perspectives on it I thought I like that the the two friends or men in the video are like kind of a little juxtaposed in the way that they delivered the song like they each had kind of like a a, a unique role like versus the rapping versus the singing it felt like very um what's the word supplement not supplemental but like that their styles and artistry complemented one it's like good nicely. synergy yeah 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 so. I love it though mm-hmm. all right well, that's in the end by Lincoln Park um yeah all right so we just finished our first video um now it's your turn Andrew do you want to tell um the viewers what the song is and just a quick brief on it uh the song is only one by Connie West my favorite Kanye West song, not that I know all of his music and catalog, but uh, I sing this song also, so I think that's part of why uh, it holds a special place in my heart and in my repertoire of music. So. Alright, let's do it. I hear her speak to me. Hello, Marin. How you doing? I think the storm and out of rain, the clouds are moving. I know you're happy, because I can see it. To so tell the boys inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you. He said he sent you an angel. And look at all that he gave. I've heard that song, but that's the first time I've seen that video. Really? Yeah. <laughs> emotional. Yeah, it is an emotional video. I guess I didn't think of remember it. Being, yeah. So, do you want to start? Or should I? Um, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I uh, mean, so I first heard this song by some guy record, recording himself singing it on YouTube, and I think it was on Instagram, but I, actually it was like he posted a, like a clip of it, or some someone that posted singing clips that people have, have really nice voices, like it just popped up. So I remember like thinking like, what song is this? And then to, to find out it was a Kanye West song was even more shocking to me, honestly. Um, and, I think I, I like looked into like what it was about, you know, r- right away, and I guess he wrote it inspired. The lyrics were inspired um, after the death of his mother, that he just kind of felt like these these words and these lyrics were coming like from her or in remembrance of her, and so when you hear things like you know, like the only one and and these you know the inspiring words like. Tell, and tell Nori about me, like his daughter, Nori. Um, he felt like that's what his mother was just saying. 
And so all of that just is what came through into this song called Only One, which just is kind of, seems like it's a lot of encouraging and reminding him, reminding Kanye to, you know, just be, be, stand strong in who he is and like that some days are going to be not so great, some days are going to be good, but like just remember who you are and, and it was almost like a message from heaven the way he explained how, how everything sort of came to him before recording it or even whilst recording it. Cause I think that sometimes where he's just like not really even saying anything or like mumbling words, but that was sort of part of the, the process of inspiration that he described until we decided to keep it in there. Oh, I like that. Um, yeah, maybe I should have went first because now I feel like what I have to say is going to be influenced by what you have to say. <laughs> um, so I didn't know the context of a lot of a lot of what you were saying. Um, I could definitely tell that it was very raw, which mm -hmm. made it very powerful. There's like a scene in this where um, he was singing uh, underneath or over top the recording. Mm -hmm. And it, like that provided like just kind of a raw edge to it, um, which I appreciated. Um, and then as far as like the lyrics, I, um, I was kind of mashing it with the video of like uh, that's his is that his daughter? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So obviously he's singing to his about his child to his child while experiencing a moment with this child, mm -hmm. and. Um, so I thought, I didn't know the bit about his mom. No. I thought he was talking to his daughter um, in the sense of like, you know, when you have a kid, don't let your kid forget me. <laughs> um, which, they're both powerful. Yeah. Um, if you think about just the conse consequentialness of like time, you know, to bring him back to like the last one, we don't know how long we have right. on this earth. Um, and whatever your beliefs are like there is something to cherish um, but also like memory and like legacy of like you know the people who came before you and what they put down for you to like build upon and that's just not even just family but I mean to be appreciative of like I don't know if you're riding a train like there are people who built that train that mm -hmm. and so we are always benefiting um, from the people who came before us and in that sense to remember them or to even if you never knew them mm -hmm. to appreciate that and then for the us that do remember to pass that on yeah. you know so that to me was like it was powerful um, <laughs> yeah it has the yeah I haven't, I haven't listened to it or sang it in a while, maybe a few months, when, when I go on you know, streaks with things, I guess, but I just, when after it got finished, I was reminded of that, like, undertone of emotion that just is really heavy throughout the whole song. It's just like, it's just a lot of that, but it, I, you can just feel that through, especially when you watch the video and are listening to it at the same time, you can feel, like, that intense emotion that he brought through the whole the whole piece. I feel that. I think that was a really good pick. I like it. Alright. Um, my next pick is going to be it's called Free Falling by Rainbow Kid Surprise. And then really quickly I want to uh, so always uh, uh, give a quick brief about the song for the viewers. Alright, so I stumbled upon this band Rainbow Kid Surprise when I was listening to folk uh, music. Um, uh, I, I really enjoy indie folk and like um, folk music in general because they're heavy on storytelling. 
Um, and then there's just something um, melancholy about it um, that I can just always appreciate. And so I think I've been listening to Luminaires or something. Mm. And this was when Spotify had just changed its format to like you can play one song or just an album. And when it gets done with that song or album, it will auto-generate a radio for you, a radio oh, station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this song popped up, and uh, or this band popped up, and I was like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> and when I listened to this song, like I, I had to listen to it like, I don't know, at least 20 times to figure out like what what's going on here. This seems to be deep, 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 mm-hmm. deep. I'm still not quite sure, so that's why it made my list for this week. Um, but the video also brings more contact. So once again, that's um, Rainbow Kin Surprise, the band, um, and the song is called "It's Called Freefall." Whenever you're ready. Sure. the devil and the devil did come. Said to the devil, devil, do you like drums? Do you like cigarettes? I'm an old drummer. Said on the sundown, Sundays, Christmas, Sundays, and when I need a few friends. Now and again, I can never hope to keep them. Thought to get friends, what I thought that they wanted. Never had they needed a good friend as I've been. Don't get me venting on friends who resent you, cause all you've ever done is been a noose to hang on to. They thought was a necklace and reckless. They fell into hell where you both hang with nothing. So, do you want to give your thoughts uh, so that they can be on. Uh, on um, influenced by my thoughts. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me, in a way, of that Lincoln Park song, only because it, the theme of like free falling and just like oh, an overarching sense of like what what matters and what doesn't. This the devil and all of these concepts like we woven in together. Um, I love the video itself. It's super beautiful too. Very, very colorful. This old, like battle between these different characters and figures. There was just a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. So I have. It's been a journey. Like even when I just watched it now with the video, um, I I've come to like a different interpretation. So mm. I don't know. Bear with me. I'll give you my original interpretation, okay. and then I'll give you my interpretation now. Mm-hmm. And I like both of them. The original one, before I watched the music video, I was trying to figure it out. Um, and the conclusion that I came to is that it was like a love song between like the devil and maybe God okay. or like Christ. Because it's like a call for, call to the devil, like you know. So maybe this is like Christ talking to like the devil. Mm. Um, and the devil is like in hell, like trying to mind his own business. <laughs> but everyone's like always bothering him. And he's like, okay, I lost. Like, is, was that not good enough? Like, I'm alone in like this hell. And all these, now you're sending all these people here. And like, um, like I read okay. super deep into it. And like, the devil is like depressed. But like, he has, he's <laughs> like the mayor of this town. He right. has to like, run this town. And he doesn't really want to. And so, like, that's, I think, Christ and all these people talking to the devil. And then you get to hear, like, the inside of the devil's thought. And he's, like, um, you know, he's talking about how maybe he feels about, like, Christ. Like, you know, you're too busy, like, saving everybody else. Like, you couldn't even save yourself. Um, and you can't save me. So, like, why are you not going to save me? So why are you, like, why are you, like, coming in and, yeah, bothering me, checking out? Like, it's not going to change anything. Um, and so that that was a theme, like, you know, maybe a love triangle between, like, mm. I don't know, people, 
Christ and then the devil. Mm -hmm. And I, I love stories like this. Like a lot of times you'll read short stories like this. And uh, some of the short stories that I've written, they don't end on cookie, like crisp, like endings. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a question about something and then it's meant to jar the thought reader. Provoking. Yeah, mm -hmm. thought provoking. And so as you're like listening to this, you're like, damn, like if the devil does exist, um, what does his relationship with Christ look like? Right. Is he just bitter or is he sad? Because, it, I mean, some people have said, like, if hell does exist, like, it literally is just you separated from your creator. Mm -hmm. I also have heard that Christ and God are, like, the most loving. So even if something turned or someone turned away from them, then they probably do think about them. And maybe they check in on them. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, and then to think about this idea of, like, all right, he's the mayor of this town and... <laughs> well, these people are coming in and he's responsible and he just wants to be alone. Like, oh, that's interesting too. So that was my original interpretation okay. before I watched the video. Then I watched the video and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, and I, I think uh, it's confusing, but it's so colorful, like you said. So it's, so let's just talk about the aesthetics really quick. Super colorful. Mm -hmm. Some violent crap going on. <laughs> um, some... Uh, like the, I love the juxt the words they used before just a position, mm -hmm. um, of like, all right, we're talking about some dark, gritty, you know, meaningful stuff, and we're gonna use some like colorful, right. bright yeah. like themes, and so it contrasts really yeah. well. So aesthetics were on point, um, but you're seeing the the video through the point of I think a kid or like a younger mm. being, who I guess is watching as his people are hanging um one of their own kind and so it's between once again three different perspectives maybe four this time but so one perspective is the kid who's uh -huh. like hiding i guess he's scared but also maybe he doesn't agree um and so at the he's peeking through the wood and then eventually he cuts the the tail off of the horse and then he dons a new mantra then he goes oh, out okay um and so that, that's the first point of view. And we'll come back to that one. The second point of view is easy. It's all the people that have come to watch this person be hung. Uh -huh. um, you know, what, what he's done, um, but perhaps he deserves it um, mm. from their point of view. Um, which is in contrast uh, to, like, the little kids. Because he either doesn't think that this person deserves it or he's questioning it. Gotcha. Whereas, like, the people in the crowd they're they're not going to stand up that that's another point of view then you get the third one the person that's being hung and we wonder if he's the one that's calling out or maybe he's giving up hope he's not calling out to god he's calling out to the devil mm. um or maybe it's the people who are calling out to the devil who knows someone's <laughs> calling out to the devil um and it could be can the devil save me or hey we're sacrificing this person to you the uh -huh. devil so who knows um, but there's this interesting point where the fourth point of view, or either three and a half, because it's weird because the kid becomes the savior, where like he takes that whip and he cuts uh -huh. him free. So I wonder if he was the devil or if he's saving him from the devil. But then you also have this thing in the background that comes. So maybe the people are summoning that thing and then the kid saves that person from the devil. So this is like layers on top of layers of yeah. like interpretations and point of views, which as a storyteller, I appreciate. Yeah. It's funny, like even in uh, one of the scriptures that says like, and a young child shall lead them. So the fact that like the little kid saves 
or is doing the saving like at the end it just reminds me of that but yeah I feel like I need to watch that like <laughs> 10 more times sure sure but yeah that was good I, if I hadn't seen the music video at the same time as hearing it for the first time that's not definitely not the video I would have expected or like the story that I would have you know had in my mind as sure. I listened to the song but yeah cool yeah I am um I like both interpretations. Like the first one is like I vibe with that. Like um, I I totally get down on the melancholy of like Devil just hanging out at a bar mm-hmm. in his own town of hell and like um, he's like just leave me alone. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't want to torture anyone anymore. But that's the gig. But it's after hours, you know. And then, uh, he's like, oh, it's you, God, or it's you, Christ. And then uh, Christ is like, well, I'm just trucking in on you. You're not gonna save me. You can even say like I just love that dynamic, like you know. But then the second one is like, holy crap! This this is like a blockbuster movie event. Like, what is going on? So yeah, yeah. All right, ready to move on sure. to the next one? All right. Sure. Uh, what what do we have here? Um, I think I want to play Waiting Game by Parson James. Waiting Game, Parson James. Um, do you want to do the lyrics? Um, I mean, this is a video. So, this should be fun. Which one did you pick? Oh, go ahead and pause it and tell them a little bit about um, really quickly. So, Parson James is an artist from. Somewhere in the South, I think. It's like Alabama or Tennessee or something. Um, but he first had a... Came to, like, the music industry scene with, like, one of the... Like, a house song, you know? Like, you hear those, like, numbers in, like, the clubs or even sometimes, like, on the elevator. Or, like, a very, like... I forget what DJ... I think it was Kygo or something. Like, a popular DJ will have a great vocalist be the voice on their track. And so... I think it was like something called like Steal the Show or Stole the Show or something that he was featured on Kygo's disco track. But he came out with his own album shortly thereafter after getting so much exposure on the house music scene. And one of the first releases that he had was called Waiting Game where he um, describes uh, the experience that he had in and out of church battling against the homosexuality and the way it was received particularly during his generation and also growing up in the South, which I think things have changed a little bit and people have expanded viewpoints and legislation has changed as well since what would be like the early to mid-90s. But this song is just reflective of his experience um, in his childhood and young adult years called Waiting Game. All right, let's do it. Fishing Can't catch a bite I've been praying Ain't seen that light I've been searching High to the low I've been working, working Working myself to the bone 
Damn, Sam. You want to start? Yeah, yeah. Um, never heard this song before. Um, yeah, very raw again. Um, with these like live recordings, like you could tell, like there isn't anything like orchestrated. Uh-huh. The guy was like tearing up as like he was singing a song that he wrote, yeah. but it seemed like he wrote from his heart. Yeah. Um, so that that really got to me. Um, I as I'm like pondering about the lyrics as I'm listening, what I was able to grasp. I'm not sure if this is like what he was going for, but once again, we're talking about like these themes of like time. Mm-hmm. So instead of like actually talking about how fast like time flies by, like in the end, we're talking about how slow can time mm-hmm. can pass by, and so especially in the sense of like when you really want something mm-hmm. or you're you're waiting for something, like it can be painful. It can take a very long time. I'm not sure what he's waiting for, but I'm assuming if it's love or to be accepted mm-hmm. or those type of things, it can it can hurt while you're waiting. And it can feel like forever. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think those are all things that probably surround a lot of the feelings that he felt while writing this song, or probably. Um, Oh, gosh. This is so interesting to me, this song, because, like, I just heard it so long ago, but I really liked it when I heard it. And But I can say, just from experience, being a song that I also sing and have sung quite frequently over the last, like, five or six years, that this is one of about four or five songs that are relatively unknown to the general public. It's not like, you know, Ed Sheeran or Adele's you know, first five singles off of one of their albums, but it's just, you know, sort of an obscure artist and obscure, you know, song, consequently. But whenever I sing it, 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 as a street performer, being able to sing for vast audiences over and over that are new also, it might as well be, you know, someone like you or Perfect by Ed Sheeran or just one of these mega hits because that's the way that people react and I think the universal theme of waiting and and wanting and and all the feelings that encompass that are are what um seem to activate the you know the heart of people but it's so it's always so interesting to me you know sometimes when I have a lull um or I feel like there's kind of a lull in my street performances or my subway performances or I just want to like really bring the energy back up, I'll sing a super popular song, or I'll sing something like Waiting Game, where maybe it didn't get the exposure that it was deserving, but it just still doesn't change the fact that it's that great of a song to humanity. I respect that. I respect that. I, um, I, I think for, like, creatives, like, this song also might ring of, like, uh, so like you're obviously a musician, an amazing singer, um, and I'm like a storyteller, and there's this idea among like the common folk, like uh, that you are something when you arrive and you are uh, seen as that. But I think that that's kind of a flawed view. Mm-hmm. I and mean, as you become more mature, like you realize, like no, I mean you're this because that that is who you are, right. you know. So to be a singer doesn't mean that, like, I don't know, Simon is, like, calling you up or, like, Kelly talks to you, like, hey, man, what's the next album drop? And, like, that that doesn't mean you're a musician. 
musician means that like that's the life that you live that's how you identify yourself like you know so as you there so that is very true but there is like this weird like uh, middle ground of like you know this could be who you are but this could be also what you want to do mm -hmm. and so a lot of us are living in that duality of like you know um I have a nine to five and this is not who I am or this right. is part of who I am but this isn't maybe who I want to be yeah. or this isn't even like all of me and then outside of that nine to five or for those who are clever you know they sneak in time during that nine to five but there's this whole other breath of you and you actually want to move more into that breath and so that duality of like you know there's this waiting game and especially for those who have really worked and fine-tuned their craft mm -hmm. in such a strange world where you could be like really technically good amazing conceptually and just not well received you mm -hmm. could be a van gogh in like your field and so the dream i think for a lot of us creatives is to be appreciated for what we are um maybe just for that validation but even beyond that maybe so you can just step into that and really live that i mean uh not like not just from five to nine but nine to five right or nine to nine you know that would be really cool so i like this idea of a waiting game like you know for those who are really putting in the work mm -hmm. like you know how long do i have to wait how painful is it because mm -hmm. like it can be painful you know so sweet yeah i mean it's so funny because it reminds me of the time in the subway I was singing this song. Um, and it stuck out to me so, like, distinctly for for quite a while. I would tell the story because it was, like, that's weird. But um, I was singing this song, and after I finished, like, this, you know, for the sake of the, 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 the circumstance, train goer, this train goer would stop, you know, before I got on, on the next train and, and turned to me and he said, like you look like astonished or like excited too. It was like very like off-putting, but also like interesting at the same time. It grabbed my attention and he said, "You're a millionaire." And I was like, "Well, well, no. I mean, like, I just, you know, I mean, I have a car. I'm like, I use this tip money to pay bills, and sometimes I." work at, you know I just like stammered about for a second and he's like oh you know you just don't get it yet and then he walked away and got on his train and I was like what is happening but there were a lot of things he could have said this like five or six years ago that I would have also said no I mean at that point I was I'm not, I'm not still like don't have a million dollars right this second but at that point like I was also like a whole different person like I was 200 pounds heavier I was you know I hadn't had been on TV yet and then shortly thereafter I was on Steve Harvey and then I lost all this weight and a lot of things that you know so who knows maybe he you know was looking at I'm 31 32 year old me yeah. <laughs> I'm vibing version. I vibe with that. Yeah, is some people have the gift of being visionaries. They can see the things that haven't come to be quite yet. Yeah, I see it too. I, <laughs> for you guys who don't know Andrew, um, check him out. Um, Andrew Johnston, an amazing guy, uh, amazing talent, but also just what he can give to the world. Yeah, I mean, millionaire, more like a kazillionaire. <laughs> 
JK, JK, but not joking. Alright, let's go ahead and move on. So my final pick is a little bit raw. So if you are parents right now, um, or if you're on the younger side, um, maybe this one's not for you. So you can go ahead and uh, skip forward. We'll provide like a timestamp. Um, but this one's kind of real. Um, I, I remember my roommate Noble, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, my old roommate, uh, shout out to you, he showed me this one. Um, it's called Hobson. Uh, let's see, so the name of the artist is Hobson and the name of the song is Ill Mind 5. Um, Hobson's a rapper um, that never really became mainstream, even when he became like well known, like he wanted to just stay real to himself and so... Um, he comes out with these uh, a song I think on each album where like he just keeps it real. Mm. So Ill Mind of Five, it's, it's really real. So let's go ahead and hop into it. Man, I hate rap, but if the shoe fits, wear it. I become a freak of nature, all the kids stare. Who walk around bumping raw with the shit blaring, saying fuck school and dropping out like a miscarriage. I'm embarrassed, and I'm ashamed I played a part in this devilish game, making your common sense perish. But I ain't taking the full blame, cause most of you chumps running around here ain't never had strict parents. All the wow. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, you go first. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, bro. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to provide that timestamp. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it PG-13, but keep it real. I'm talking, so if you're younger or if you have, like, timid ears, you can listen to this now. Um, a lot of cursing in this. Um, to me, I personally don't mind you know the person i didn't grow up in like a primarily like christian household so if my mom is listening to this i know that i still love you um <laughs> yeah but i'm just trying to be real um and i think you can be real with cursing and without cursing i think the message was a good message and so um when i first heard this uh yeah, noble i was like yo bro you, you gotta listen to this and so we listened to it and i was like i can relate 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 <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that's just a brief of it. I mean, this this one, unlike the other videos that we've watched, is, like, super straightforward. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, he's saying, uh, I think the first one was to, like, you know, women who are looking for the right man, but they're settling for the wrong man. Mm -hmm. And then they're saying that they're really looking for this. Well, he's saying, like, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. The situation that you're in is because of your actions. And there is something to this idea of like um, some people will say fake it till you make it. And I think, you know, that has its place. And it also is beneficial. Like it works to some degree. Mm -hmm. but I've always been um, the person of like just be real to yourself. Like if you're not good at it, be real Then go and do the work. Don't don't put yourself down, but be real. Don't fake it. Get there by putting the effort into right. it. And so in that sense, actions do speak. Mm -hmm. And so you should practice the habits that are going to get you where you want to be. And so in that first situation, it's like, yeah, you need to be real with yourself and stop pouting and saying this and that and yeah. look and, and be real. Yeah. So that was the first one. The second one, I believe, was to, like, I think bums who, like, uh, are idolizing, like, these bad rappers and, like, smoking weed <laughs> and, like, aren't going anywhere. And that one's like real too. Like a lot of people, like once again, you want to be a dreamer. You're idolizing the wrong things, and you are a sheep. Like I've written a short story about how I feel about this. Like I really feel strongly, like at least forty percent, if not more than that, of like people on Earth 
are literally just sheep. You have your own opinions. Well, some of you or some of them don't have opinions mm-hmm. because they're scared. You know, if I if I get off this fence and I stand on one side and I say I have an opinion, I'm going to be held accountable. And I don't want that. Right. Um, some people are afraid. They're afraid to stand up for anything. And so they say, well, you do it for me. You, you, you mm-hmm. do it. And so this idea of being a sheep, you know, it doesn't get you anywhere. Like, you know, you, you once again, you want to... Go ahead and put your destiny into someone else's head. Well, you're you're just as much to blame for it as them. And then to even take it a step further, like if you're gonna do that, uh, at least be smart about who you put your fate into. Like you're listening to these people who are telling you to do this, do that, and they don't give a crap about you. So that was the first one of like you know, first of all, you should have some motivation in your own bones, you mm-hmm. know, because. If the the counter end to that is you're gonna complain, I can never go anywhere. Once again, habits are you know are important. So mm-hmm. if you choose this lifestyle, then fine, that's the lifestyle you choose. And then second of all, maybe choose to put it into people who are gonna take better care of you. And then the third point of like you know don't choose this lifestyle and then complain about uh, I don't know I'm here because of this. No, once again, let's be real. You don't want any accountability. You have fear, and so that's what that is. That third one where he was talking to, like, rappers and, like, musicians, like, that one's always interesting, too, because it spreads even beyond, like, celebrities or people that we listen to because it kind of touches on this idea of that we all have influence. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whatever you're doing, just be very, like, uh, understandable, be knowledgeable to the fact that there are other people who are watching you who are going to be influenced. And the more people you influence, the more you should be probably aware of what you're putting out into the world. Yeah. So specifically when it comes to musicians, mm-hmm. these like hard, you know, rappers, you know, thug, thug people, you know, you're not even living this lifestyle and you're putting this and promoting something that right. doesn't work. Like it reminds me of like uh, a friend of mine was telling me about like uh, the guy who did Subway. Um, he was saying, yeah, I eat all this mm-hmm. and I, I lose weight. And it's like, okay, he did lose weight, but it wasn't from eating Subway. He had trainers. <laughs> and so when you are like, I guess, uh, false, um, like you're, you're literally like putting out something that's not true. So you're saying, you know, being being a real man is this, this, and that. That's not being a real man. Um, or maybe you could say, well, it's perspective. It's like, no, it's not even perspective because this person is lying to you. Mm-hmm. They're not doing this. Right. Or either they're not a real person and or a real a real man, and they're telling you what to be a real man. And you, in that, you should say, well, why would I go and learn how to be, you know, the best golfer from someone that plays tennis? Like, uh, I'm not going to be the tennis. <laughs> so, once again, that's a fallacy right there. Or maybe they... Um, really do believe this or you know the train of thought of that continues so once again we need to be very conscious of what we're putting out into the world because there are people who are looking up to all of us um and then if you have that platform once again you need to be very careful because even more uh, heavier heavy is the head that the crown lays upon Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that as you are looking towards like the people who are you looking towards read read in read beyond the back of the book all right okay Okay. i like that and then the final part i've been going on is like you know uh i liked how he ended it 
because it, it was real of like, you know, I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. A lot of you guys aren't even going to like what I have to say. Some of you guys are. And it was like, you know, sometimes it's going to, you have to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. to really kind of have growth. And that yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also put out this like tidbit that I always like love thinking about, like, you know, uh, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. Of a sense of like, I'm doing it for myself, yes, but I'm doing it for you as well. Uh, in regards of like a lot of people say, well, I'm not doing it for myself. You know, I'm not selfish. It's like, well, you don't have to be selfish, but there is this idea of like, no one's going to take care of you. You got to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to take care of other people if you're not taking care of yourself? So like this dynamic of once again, this relationship. So that's a lot. Love this guy. Super deep. Uh, cool guy. Yeah. No, I think uh, he had a lot, a lot going on, a lot to say. Um, about a lot of different stuff and like you said a lot of times people don't like hearing certain things or the way that in which they're packaged they prefer something that's a little more mild or uh, soft hitting but like the from the beginning of the song talking about like what essentially amounted to like teenage pregnancy and relationships and you know like yeah, motherhood when you're not really even an adult yourself like to have started your own life I feel like we kind of hit this like a point in life and in the media where there's been like a recent push to, to like women's rights and all the abortion things that you hear about like to in- increase those rights but like I don't really have an opinion on it at all but I did I do remember like especially with the Roe versus Wade Roe that <laughs> uh, I was I was kind of wondering like when people said that they that they think that everybody should be able to have an abortion I was like well why do we have to like why doesn't anyone like talk about the way that he that he explained it like having you know some morals or some groundwork laid that like you know versus just like promoting abort like being able to abort abort babies just because you ended up in a situation like those girls in the video so yeah it made me think of that and like just the way people uh uh want things to just be glossed over at times versus like actually addressing the root of the of certain matters like in a very hard-hitting way um but then like the influencer part it reminded me of even just being a singer myself like I think it is important to think about what we're putting out and like who it's who it's affecting, how it's affecting us, not just now, but like overall. I was thinking of like someone like Beyonce who like released all of these, you know, crazy in love and bootylicious and all of these very hypersexualized things that where does that fit in? okay for her then and to her audience then but like where does that fit in in her 50s like what does that look like it just things become you know you have different perspective now she's a mother or an entrepreneur or whatever it is so it's like all of these very influential pieces of art and music that we release um have lasting impacts that are sometimes hard to gauge over over a long period of time but yeah I see. I also is his face painted or painted in the video? It looks like his face is like. I don't think his face. So he definitely wears contacts. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's just how his skin looks. Like my my cousin patches if you're out there, and my aunt they have skin similar um skin tones oh, okay. as him. Very very handsome, beautiful. Like you know, yeah. I, I respect it. Um, so yeah, I don't think that there's any. Uh, he might be wearing a little bit of. I don't know, but I like definitely contacts. Yeah. He seems like he's. I also like the fact that his hat looked so crisp, like he just plucked it off the department store shelf and just let me just. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> All right, Andrew. What's your What's your final song? Um. I don't know if this one has a music video. Requiem for Dana Lynn. <laughs> Requiem for Dana Lynn? Dana Lynn. It's like a girl's name. D A N A L Y N N. Dana Lynn faded. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right. So, I don't know where or how I heard this song. I think I heard another song by this band, and I just sort of fell in love with it. Um, but I think part of what I love about this particular artist and their songs is it. There's really no nothing I have found that I can compare it to. It's so novel to me. It was initially and still is that I think that's part of what makes it so unique and special. But this is basically a song that I can't find like any instrumentation to, but I would love to perform and sing at some point one day. I sing in a lot of funerals. Not a lot, but like I, I have. Um, and you know, there are certain lists of songs that people either request or that are normally sung at funerals. Um, but there's something about this song that evokes like a very peaceful, um, re resolving like feeling within me that I, I think would, would be very conducive to that environment as we send people into their uh, final rest, if you will. So. Alright, let's do it. Sorry. Yeesh. You wanna start or shall I? Uh, you start. I'm kind of in my feels right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just. I. 
it's, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't even know what to say, honestly. I think that this song really started to make me ponder and just think about the relationship that we have, not just with one another and those within our lives on this side of heaven, but also the next. And I think that being able to have that viewpoint and open-mindedness on both sides, the seen and the unseen, helps keep our, like, the loved ones that have passed away, helps keep that relationship in a sense. I felt like I did not ponder that in the past, but I experienced it whether I knew it or not, like, after my grandmother passed away, and, you know, I would call it things like, synchronicity or oh my gosh like maybe you know she's just watching down on me but like very like distinct moments I remember especially like very close after her passing just like little things but um this song just reminds me of of our viewpoint and then also the reflection back from heaven onto earth um, of how people's soul and spirit, you know, work themselves out and, and, and relate with, with us. So. Yeah. So there's some things that are, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty deep thinker, and usually, like, when I'm pondering things, there are, are like, three categories that I can separate it into. So things that I'm sure enough to be able to put into words and there are things that I'm unsure of but I can still put them into words and like express that uncertainty and then there are things that I know that I'm pondering yeah I don't have like I don't have a stance like I, I need to know more like I'm yeah. definitely curious and I but I don't even know how to put it into words of what I'm trying to, to understand of feelings and so in that regards, that's how, like, I would split up my thoughts for this. So specifically, like, there is this idea of, like, the unknown versus the known. And we as, like, finite, like, beings, at least in this um, realm of life, of existence, we know that um, we won't always be here, at least in this form. And it's interesting how each of us kind of like uh, deals with that. Um, I know for me as a storyteller, uh, there is peace in that and beauty of the, like even in the not understanding. Because uh, the way I see it is as a storyteller, every story has a beginning and every story has an end, but every ending is just another beginning. Mm -hmm. So that's just very beautiful. Um, some people just think after this, like, there's nothing. But I don't even think that that is the case. I mean, whatever you believe, if you believe that, you know, after this life, you know, there is... Um, I don't know, golden gates, or you think after this li life, you know uh you just turn into atoms like whatever you believe like that in some degree is still very beautiful mm -hmm. um i mean everything has a purpose and so there is that sadness and melancholy though of like letting go of what this is so that you can move on to the next part and like the lack of control in that so that that's the first part that i've pondered um i think for me as far as my own mortality like obviously 
Um, I mean, I'm not on death's door, you know, knock on wood. I mean, I, I'm, we're both still relatively very young. Um, but there will come a day where I will be looking and I'll see that door in the distance. And I want to live now as I, um, in regards to that, so that like right now, if for whatever reason I found out, you know, I only have so many hours or something, like I've lived the best that I can, mm -hmm. I, you know, I that to me is very peaceful but at the end how much more peaceful is the thought of like all right i'm ready for this next journey because i did the best that i could here i'm yeah. ready yeah. you know i got my suitcase passed <laughs> like i have no regrets here so to me that has given me kind of a peace and clarity of uh some type of simplicity uh but then there's that part of like i don't know what to think so as i'm getting older like you know people start to wonder about like their faith and their spirituality and I mean, there. so there is one thing that we do know is there's so much we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and so as you're regarding, like, you know, can you imagine, like, you know, you're packing your suitcase and, you know, I, I come and call and I say, Andrew, like, all right, dude, you're going on vacation. Good for you. Where are you going? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. I, like, well, you should know where you're going. Right. You're, you're packing swim trunks. So what if it's cold? You should be <laughs> packing some snow pants. And you're like, oh, you know, pack the best I can. So... That, that seems to be like a, a situation for all of us of like, you know, um, your spirituality and your faith and like, well, where are we going? And so what do you do the best, you know? So I think it's kind of like in the analogy of like, uh, you pack the best you can. Right. You, you pack, you look at the signs and you interpret. And um, some people perhaps are more privy to a little bit more. Um, right. And so those people uh, be thankful and grateful. Then there's that, that final part of like, I don't even know how to put into words. Like, and those are like on the conceptual feeling of like belonging. Like when you're going home, like I'm going home to someone, but who am I going home to? Like right. I can sometimes feel him or her or the, <laughs> um, but then at the other times, like I wonder, is that just my own voice that I hear or like the shiver up my spine? Like, how do you explain that? I mean, just taking those more consequential thoughts uh, or even the things that are out of your control like in the bible i've like i remember reading this and i've pondered on this like uh, uh so like some christians believe that like uh or like heaven will be brought to earth and like the meek will inherit the earth mm -hmm. but i think technically i'm considered meek um, <laughs> i don't i don't want this world <laughs> i don't I, I don't want this world and it stems from this this aspect of like you know sometimes it does feel like we live in an evil world and like mm. what do you do like i was having a conversation with another of my bros jt if you're out there and listening to it shout out to you but we were talking about like as young men young african-american men mm -hmm. how do we bring back to our community and we're talking about you know so i teach art right now um for like my career or not for my career for to pay the bills, but also it's like work that I think is worthy of my time from mm -hmm. nine to five um, because I love mentoring the young. Um, but there is like the sadness of like the school system is somewhat broken, um, but there are so many systems in this world that are broken mm -hmm. because we as people are broken. And so it's like, what do you do? How do you, how do you fix that? How do you change that? And there is an amount of like helplessness. Like, I mean, even in the Bible, we've talked a lot about the Bible, but it was like King Solomon, you know, he had that wisdom of like, you could live this life and you could do amazing things. 
and it'd take you your whole life to complete them. And mm -hmm. then in the matter of not that much time at all, after you go, it'd take way less for someone to just destroy undo, it, yeah. undo it. Yeah. And so these like consequential thoughts of like, what am I supposed to be doing? How much weight am I supposed to be doing? What do I do with this? What do I do about like, that's when, you know, and that those are just like the surface level questions that they're right. hard to answer. But then we start looking at like, oh, who's our maker? Like, you know, what is it that they want or he wants or they wants? And you're not really able to. Some people are, and for once again, those people who can say for sure, you know, be grateful, be thankful, bless your heart. And sometimes <laughs> I'm like shaking my head and I'm like, do I go left or do I go right? Or does it not matter which way I go as long as I have good intentions? Like, yeah. Yeah. It makes it mind-boggling sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the, to bring it back to this song like that, it's kind of like, you know, it brought it back to the simplistic roots of like, well, maybe just ask yourself, what what is it that matters? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to have these questions, but like, I remember he was talking about like the bones and, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just like this matter of like love. Like, I seem to overthink things at times, but sometimes, like, yeah, I appreciate this moment. I'm sharing with you, Andrew, like, we're, we're vibing together, right. two good bros together. Like, <laughs> I don't need to think about, well, what happened, you know, in 20 seconds or right. what. Like, this moment is something to be cherished, you yeah. know. And that in itself, once again, is a gift. No, I agree. I think that, I think one just thought to add, as I was listening to that song, is like, a lot of times people try to, you know, articulate the inarticulable, if that's the word, like at moments like funerals and homegoings, if you will. But one thing I like about this song is that it just sort of acknowledged the fact that like we're in a moment of like blind blindness as far as like peering behind that veil in a sense and like the words and the, the lyric of the song echo that nicely just as far as like almost like a letting go like wherever you wherever you're on your way to whatever experience this person is having like what like just god bless that experience of light and and love and 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 we like like acknowledge your your newfound freedom that we're still on this earth you know doing this that and the other but we're happy f for for the life that you've lived in our experiencing now so. i respect it i respect it all right so um that'll be a wrap for today um thank you guys so much um if you are listening to this like uh, first of all give us a like on wherever if you want to um and I just, I hope that, you know, you are um, feeling loved as you're listening to this. Um, and I would ask questions of like, you know, what, how did you feel about these songs? What were thoughts that you kind of had that perhaps we didn't touch? If that's the case, you can leave it in the comment box. I don't think Spotify has a comment box, but um, on YouTube you can leave it. Um, and uh, maybe you can also tell us, like, if you want, what are some deep songs or some songs that you have deep thoughts about or mm -hmm. just opinions. Maybe share them. Maybe in a future episode we can uh, look at those and then kind of be like, oh, yeah, Johnny B said such and such. <laughs> this one's for Johnny B. Um, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, do you want to tell them, uh, you know, where to find you at and, and whatnot? 
Uh, you can find me um, on my social medias. All of them are at Andrew to the mic, or if you search Andrew David, David's a middle name. Uh, you can find me a lot of times that way too. Um, but yeah. Yeah, um, as far as for me, uh, once again, I'm Road Case Guy. Uh, you can follow me on my website for my indie comic book, thejetsega.com. Again, that is thejetsega.com. Um, Sega as an S-A-G-A-Y saga. Um, or you can follow me on my Instagram platforms, uh, RoadCaseSky uh, underscore or RoadCaseSky or SkyKid07. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, you guys have a wonderful day. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Cool. <laughs>